Welcome to the Bethel Podcast. Thank you for taking time out of your day to spend time in God's Word. We hope that today's message blesses you and lifts you. God bless you today. Uh, Matthew 14 is where we're just going to go. I feel like the Lord's already spoken today. If you've listened to the songs, if you've listened to the theme of today, it seems to be the topic of faith. And uh, I appreciate the Lord for bailing me out because lots of times when I stand up to bring a word to you, I just wonder if I'm anywhere close in the ballpark to what he wants to say or what he wants to do. But I feel like I'm pretty close today um, because the title of today's sermon is Faith Is. Faith Is. Thank you again for, um, for just being friends and family during this past week. Mr. Uh, Hoover's brother Hoover's homegoing. It was um, you brought so much food and and you just called and came by. We just want to say thank you on behalf of the Hoover family. If you think I look bigger than I did last week, it's because you brought food and cakes and stuff like that this past week. But thank you for um, for being so gracious and so kind. So after service, if you can stick around, um, if you will, um, some, we need some strong backs. If you'll help us move tables, move chairs, and, and bring tables in, we can set up for cake wars tonight. It would really, really help us down the road. So really, really appreciate it. Matthew chapter 14. It's where we'll be. Rob and Tara, thank you for coming. This is their third and final week. Hadn't they been a blessing? Amen. Y'all sure y'all not from Jacksonville? Y'all sure act like it. They sure act like from here. They're from over the, the other side of town in Russellville. Not Russellville, I'm sorry. London. London. There you go. London, Arkansas. But uh, anyway, God bless you. Thank you for being here. You've blessed us. You've blessed us. If I can tell you the story first and then I'll read it to you, <clears throat> because there's, there's something that if you and I are going to really go any further with God, if we're going to make any headway in this Christian faith, it's going to take that very thing that I'm going to talk about today for just a few minutes of time, and that is the topic of faith. All the goodness of God, all the resources of heaven, they come to you and me by the avenue of faith. That's how God responds. He honors and acts upon our faith. And so I think it would do us benefit today just to touch base on it. The um, story of the Bible is, of course, where Jesus asked Peter to step out on the water. And it's a step of faith that he has to take. If you see, let me just say this. If you step out of the boat and start walking on the water at the command of Jesus, it's going to take this thing called faith to get it done. Peter does that as he steps out, begins to walk on the water in the midst of the storm. It's a wonderful event. I've never heard of anybody doing or that since or you know, before or since. But then Peter begins to look at the, the storms, the winds, the Bible says, and as he does, he begins to sink. And it tells us really clearly about the life of faith that you and I live. How many have been living this life of faith for more than a year? How many have been living this life of faith all your life? And I'm going to tell you, it says something. God doesn't ever get to the place where you got it all figured out. You don't ever get to the place where he never asks you to step out of the boat anymore and take that step of faith. But that's okay. Because I believe this, that, 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 that he asks us to step out in faith because he's a God of faith. Verse 25 is where we'll pick up today. It says, Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It's a ghost. And they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, To be of good cheer, don't be afraid. 
And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it's you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink. He cried out saying, Lord, save me. Bail me out. And immediately Jesus stretched his hand and said unto him, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Then those were in the boat, and the boat came and worshipped him. I would have done the same thing. Truly you are the Son of God. Father, again, thank you for your word. Father, we could stop here, read it, and go home and be blessed by it. But thank you for the preaching of the word. I pray give me just that special unction to expound upon this simple truth. And it will grab us in our hearts today. And God, we'll go walk out of here full of faith, full of the Holy Ghost. And for all this, we give you thanks and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Faith is a key. It's a key in the Christian walk. Everything that we receive by God, we receive by faith. How did you get saved the day you gave your life to Christ? You heard the Word of God. That Jesus died on a cross and paid the penalty for our sins. And that we accept Him and trust Him with our life and He becomes Lord and Savior. In that moment, we become born again. And you responded to that word and you responded to that by faith. And then you know what happened? God saved you and He saved me. It's in the same way in healing. The same principle holds true. We hear that what God has to say about healing, that by His stripes we're healed, that He sent forth His Word and He healed us, that Jesus paid the penalty not just for our salvation but our healing as well. And you hear that and you, because your faith begins to grow and build and then you act upon it, you respond on it, and God heals. Say, so what does it happen for almost all the other things if it comes to giving and financial blessings? You hear somebody preach on the topic of giving and how God gives to those who give to Him gives to his work and you begin to take that step of faith and you begin to give and write that check and, and pay that, that tithe and also you begin to see the blessings that God responds when we honor him in faith. Everything that we do with God requires us to act in faith. I don't know why God does that. I wish he would just say, put this quarter in the, in, in the machine, turn it, and all of a sudden you'll get your blessing. But that's how he does it. And I want to talk to you today. There are some things to build your faith. Because let me, And I'm going to say something that's probably going to hurt your feelings because it hurt my feelings. And I've heard people say, do you th- are you telling me that God didn't answer my prayer because I did not have enough faith? Sometimes God says no, and that's an answer. And that's hard. doesn't mean that you didn't have enough faith. It means you had enough faith to ask God for it. He just said no. Sometimes God asks us to get more faith. Because he asked Peter, he said, "You just why did you doubt? I'll give you another scripture that may help you. There was a day that Jesus had come out, out, out of a mountain with the disciples. And the Bible says that there was a, a man that had a, a son that was suicidal. And it said this, the man said that sometimes he just jumps off into the water. Sometimes he throws himself into the fire. There's this, and the Bible says he was a lunatic. And he probably was one of those that was suicidal and the dad couldn't cure him. And he came to the disciples, but the disciples couldn't heal him. And they brought him to Jesus. And Jesus did this. He said, oh, he said, why did you doubt, oh, ye of little faith? And he rebuked the demon, and the demon went off, and the boy was made whole. Now listen, the boy, and then the, the disciples came to Jesus and said, look, we've been doing this for a while. You sent us out with the 70. We, we've been watching. God's been healing at our hands. But how come we couldn't do this one right here? And Jesus said, because of your lack of faith. And that's hard to hear. There are times that we don't have enough faith to believe God. Listen, I'm honest with you. There's times I struggle. There's times I don't believe that God heals. 
There's times that I, be, I don't believe that God's going to get me out of the mess that I'm in. There's times it does, it, it just overtakes me. But the good thing about faith is, is that you can get more. God didn't just say, that's all you got. If you, if you don't have enough to believe me for something, then you're just out of luck. But you can get more faith, and I'm going to be as practical as I can in the next 10 minutes. Because it's really, the Bible gives us so clearly about how to develop and how to grow our faith. First of all, if you go to Romans chapter 10, there's some faith builders in the Bible that, that, that God has given us to help us to build our faith. And we know that it's the most important thing. When Peter had failed God and Jesus went to pray for him, the prayer that he prayed for him is that I pray that your faith would not fail. It's interesting he didn't say I pray that your heart will be healed. I pray that you'll be restored to your ministry. He said the most important thing that you and I possess right now, more important than everything in life, is that thing, that belief and that trust in God. And sometimes it fails. But the Bible tells me this, that I can grow and I can develop in, the, in, in this thing called faith. Romans 10, 17 says, so faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. This book right here can build my faith. It can help me to believe God in a way that I've not believed him before. See, the thing is, is the wonder of this book is because it tells us exactly what God has promised us. And when I know what God has promised us, and I know that, what it does is it develops me to where I begin to believe God and take him at his word. Let me just tell you this, and you know I love you. I I, I would. I'd sell my blood for you. I'd give one of Miss Leanne's kidneys for you. I would. If all you're getting, your spiritual diet, is from me on Sunday mornings or from a teacher, you're really going to struggle in this area of faith. This is a book I love. I love what your daddy says. He talks about the Word of God, that it's, it's, like, a, it's like a diet. And that the Bible tells me what it tells me to do is to consume the Word of God just like I consume food. In the morning times when you get up and you have your biscuits and you have your eggs and you have your, your, your bacon and you have your orange juice and you have a cup of coffee, you put that in your body. And when you put that in your body, what begins to happen? Your body begins to digest it and it splits it up and it gives you energy. It gives you strength. It gives you everything you need to sustain your life. This book right here does the exact same thing. All you have to do you say, I don't understand it. Friend, if you'll just do it like you do breakfast, just consume it. Just consume it. Just read it. And all of a sudden, the Word of God, the Holy Ghost will begin to do the job. It'll start sustaining you in your life. It'll start building you in this area of called faith because the Word of God has not been designed just to be preached. It's been designed to be read on a personal level. The Word of God is, I can't think of anything that will build your faith in God. Do you need healing? Read what the Scripture has to say about healing. Do you need blessing? Financial blessing. Read the scripture, what the Bible has to say about financial blessing. You want your kids to come home. Read what the Bible has to say. Do you want to do better at your job? Read what the word of God has to say about your job. You give me an area of your life, and I'll find somewhere in that book right there that there's a solution to it. Secondly, Jude chapter 1, verse number 20. It says, Beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, And then it says this, and here's the second key, praying in the Holy Ghost. So he tells me to build my faith. Sometimes when I begin to pray in the Holy Ghost, it begins to do something on the inside of me. It begins to take me from one level to another level. See, the thing is, is I couldn't probably necessarily preach this in a Baptist church, and I love my Baptist brothers and sisters, but I can preach this to an Assemblies of God church because you know exactly what I'm talking about. 
When you begin to pray in that heavenly language, when you begin to pray in that, that language of tongues, it begins to take you to another level. It's not just to pray in tongues to say that we pray in tongues. It's because it does something, because it builds our faith. It does something wonderful. Talked about this the other week, how that in the, in the, in before the Tower of Babel, what was the language that they spoke at the Tower of ba- before the Tower of Babel? The Bible said all men had one speech. And before the Tower of Babel, I believe the language that was spoken was the language of heaven. And what happened when the man came together and God confused their language, I believe that language, the language of heaven, was removed. But it was brought back, I believe, at the book of Acts. Acts chapter 2. When they all came together and the Spirit of God began to move upon their hearts and the cloven tongues of fire came on top of them and they began to speak in that language, that heavenly language, I believe that was the restoration of the language before the Tower of Babel. Because the language of heaven is the language of faith. And when you are praying in tongues and you are praying in a language you don't understand, you are praying and you're exercising your faith. Believing that what I'm saying is speaking to the heart of God. That's why it's so powerful to pray in that language. That's why I'll tell you this, 65% of the people in the Assemblies of God churches do not speak with other tongues as the Spirit gives them utterance. That's why I believe that if there's ever any mantle we have to carry on to the next generation is that to be baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. It's a good place to say amen. I'm not even Pentecostal. Growing up, I'm a Presbyterian kid. I'm Church of Christ, and I'm telling you all to speak in tongues. Amen. Thirdly today, Matthew chapter 17, verse number 20. Jesus said this in that particular story we talked about where he healed the, the lunatic son. The disciples said, why can we not do it? And Jesus said, as I just mentioned to you, he said this. He said, because of your, your lack of faith, because of your unbelief. He said, but this, come, this type goes, comes out not but by prayer and fasting. Now, you're really going to get mad at me now. It's safe to say that Jesus didn't stop right there, go pray and fast, and then come back and then cast the devil out. It's safe to say his lifestyle was one where his prayer and fasting was a regular part of his life. This is the part of the sermon that I, I like the least because of all the things in this world that I can do, I love to eat. I love, to, to, I love different types of food, and to withhold food from your life is something that's very difficult to do, but Jesus said there's a faith that's being built when we begin to withhold food and fa- food and fast. I'm not saying you have to go off and do a 40-day fast, but I want to encourage you, Christian, Christian believer, incorporate this, this discipline into your, your life. Lastly, the Word of God builds our faith. Tongues builds our speaking in other tongues. Praying in tongues, excuse me, builds our faith. Fasting builds our faith. And lastly, when you speak it out of your mouth. Now, you're going to say, you sound like a Word of Faith preacher. I don't really consider myself to be a word of faith or preacher. I just feel like I'm a guy that read the Bible and just do what it says. It's important the words that come out of your mouth. Paul said this. He says, it's written, I believe, therefore I have spoken. Since we have that same spirit of faith, we also believe and therefore speak. The most important, one of the, one of the greatest tools God's given you is your mouth. And the words that come out of your mouth, I'm convinced of this, should be faith-filled. So in other words, when you look at the glass, it's not half empty. Come on, help me out here. i got to make sure you get this. It's not half empty. It's half full. 
When you look at the world today and you see all that's going on, things aren't getting falling apart. They're falling into place. When I see the, the problems that I face in my life today, I have to look at them and say, speak faith when I'm staring at them and looking at the problems that I face. Twelve spies went, into the, went to the promised land. Ten came back and said, we can't do it. Two came back and said, we could. And the ten didn't get to go in. But the two that said, we can do it, got to go in. The things that we speak out of our mouth, how we say them, it works for our kids. Speak power, speak faith over your children. That doesn't mean ignore all the facts that are happening and the things that are going around us. In light of all the things that are going around us, I still believe that God is working all things together for his good to those who love him and those who have been called according to his purpose. I believe if God be for us, who can be against us? I believe that Jesus Christ is coming back to this world to set up a brand new kingdom. It's called the thousand-year millennial reign. I believe every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I believe that greater is he that's on right on the inside of he than everything that's in this world. I believe that, and if I believe it so much, so much I might as well go ahead and tell the world out of my mouth. So don't ever think that the words that you speak, the Bible says we'll have to give an account of every idle word we'll ever speak in this world. That makes me nervous because I've spoken lots of idle words. But there's something powerful about speaking that word. Let me read this scripture to you again. I believed, therefore I have spoken. I believed, therefore I have spoken. I believed, Therefore, I have spoken. Well, I tried that one time, Brother Kerry, and things didn't work out. I believed, therefore, I have spoken. But I prayed for them not to die, but he, he died. I believed, therefore, I have spoken. But you know what? I don't, you don't know my past. You don't know where I come from. You don't know my last name. You don't know my pedigree. You don't know what I'm facing in life. I believed, therefore, I have spoken. But you don't know, I'm just not very good. I'm not strong enough or uh, you know, intelligent enough or spiritual enough. I believed, therefore I have spoken. I want to pray that God will restore our faith. See, it's been shaken. It has. Last couple of years, Tara spoke about it. Buried a, a father-in-law this past week. Didn't want him to go. Sometimes it shakes our faith. But see, the thing is, is there's something in you that's happened that's shaken your faith. But I'm going to pray this for you. If it was a prayer powerful enough to, for Jesus to pray, I think we can pray it together as a church. And God, wherever my level of faith is, whatever's happened in life, it's just caused it to drop. I've become cynical about church. I've become just not as passionate about my walk with God. I'll, I pray, but I just struggle when I sit down to pray because of what he, did, what he didn't do in the past or what I didn't think he did in the past. Here's my thing, friend. I believe this, that God wants today, today, in the presence of God, he wants to take that faith from here to here because your faith is not going to fail. Father, in the name of Jesus, and I pray this over our church, not just the ones here, the babies in the nursery, the kids in kids' church, those that were unable to come today. But I pray today, God, that you will take our faith, God, and it won't fail. But not only will it not fail, but, God, it will go to another level. From one mountain to another, from one glory to a glory, I pray every single believer, maybe those that are hanging on by a thread today, their faith will rise. 
those that God that forgot that God's a miracle-working God or God didn't answer, so they just kind of stopped praying and asking for that. I pray today their faith will rise. I pray for that one God, the prodigal that walked away from God because of hurt or something, that offense. I pray today that faith will rise on the inside of them, that one that you have a call of God on their life, and they thought, that's just not for me. That's not for me. I pray today their faith will elevate, and it will rise in Jesus' mighty name. And I pray it and ask it for your, for your glory. Amen and amen. Right where you are. And I want you to tell God, say, God, I know my faith used to be up here, but maybe it's down here. But maybe it's as high as it's ever been. Let me tell you something. We're 4 and I was Razorback fans. Our faith ain't in that area. had never been higher. But there's another level. There's another level. Are you ready? Are you ready? I just need you to come as a church family and say, God, raise our faith. Raise it, God, in Jesus' name. Father, I pray today as we come, as a church body, as families in the kingdom of God, we have come to ask you, God, that there's a faith rises. Faith rises, God. The best days are ahead. The most hope-filled days, God, are today. God, the days of, of angst are behind us, but God, thank you that there's a promised land that you've got to take us to, but we've got to have the faith to get there, God. We've got to have the trust in your word, the belief in God, that you are working all things out. In Jesus' name, let our kids, let their faith, God, rise up. Let them stand on our shoulders in Jesus' name and reach higher, higher than we ever did towards the things of God. I pray that, God, let our, let our students reach higher than we ever did. I pray, raise up, God, in the name of Jesus. Let it not fail. God, but let it be strengthened. In Jesus' mighty name, in the area of healing, let our faith rise. In the area of miracles, let our faith rise. In the, in the area of saving souls, let our faith rise. In the area of victory over sin and vice, let our faith rise. I pray that, God, in the name of Jesus, the blood's been shed cross has been hung upon. The, the penalty's been paid. The contract's been broken, God. Let that faith rise up in us in the name of Jesus. Maybe today you're sick in your body. And there's something about it. Let me just say this. And I said this to the, the board the other day. On Wednesday night, we've been praying and just really worshiping God. We've dismissed all our classes coming to the sanctuary. And we've just been praising, praising and praying to God. And I said this to the board, and this is one of the reasons why we kind of made these changes for a few weeks. And it's because many times during service, I'll ask for people to come for healing in their body. And all, all during the summer, maybe one or two people of all the service we had in this summer came forward for healing. And that just tells me something. That means sometimes that our faith begins to, to, to drop in the area of healing. And I don't want you to ever believe it. I don't want you to ever think that God doesn't heal, that God doesn't perform miracles. The song today was ordained by God. So what I, I, did, I prayed one time he didn't do it, or I prayed at that moment he didn't do it. My friend, I, I understand that, but here's the thing. I don't want you ever to stop believing it. So maybe today, right now, you're sick in your body, you have a pain, just like Nikki. So just maybe it's a pain, maybe it's a sickness, maybe it's, Oh, I don't know, you got a bad diagnosis or something, but it's something phys physically wrong. And now I'm going to pray right now. I'm just going to ask you to simply slip up your hand and say, Brother Kerry, would you pray for me? And maybe, you're, maybe your faith is sick today. Maybe that's it. It's not just that you're, you're hurting, but your faith has just dropped. But I just want you, it's just an outstretched hand. It's just a simple act. A few hands left. 
Anybody else? You're sick in your body. You say, pray for me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now, all you other prayer warriors, you ready? (laughs) Are you ready? Come on. Let's believe God together. Father, today in the name of Jesus, we don't have to beg. We don't have to plead. The blood has already been shed. The work has already been done. The price has already been paid. Today, we're just asking you to get your money's worth. And I pray right now in the name of Jesus, every single body would be made whole by the power of God. Every single faith would be restored in the name of Jesus, but in the name, in, in his mighty name. I don't, it doesn't matter if it's a, a cancer. It doesn't matter if it's arthritis. It doesn't matter if it's pain. It doesn't matter what the name is. It if it's, de- if it's demonically inspired, we command it to leave in the name of Jesus. God, if it's something that's systemic, we thank you that you're also the great physician. Heal that as well for your namesake and for your glory. We give you praise and thanks, God. We count it so. We count it so, and we love you for it in Jesus' precious name. Hallelujah. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that it challenges you to dig deeper into the Word of God and grow your faith. If you would like to reach out to us, please visit our website at www.mybethel.net. Thank you.